2: Hi everyone, Robbo here. You're listening to the Blues Focus Podcast. Keep right on.
3: Hello and welcome to the Blues Focus Podcast with me, your host John Graham. Once again, many thanks for taking the time to download this pod and for viewing on YouTube. And as we always say, please subscribe. Uh, We've gone up considerably over the last sort of month or two and really want to keep that going and lots of views to all the content. And uh, yeah, at the moment, the, the comments are pretty solid. So, uh, Let's hope that continues after this pod. <laughs> Time will tell, I guess, on that one. Um, but after uh, you know, sort of nearly twenty-four hours to to maybe reflect on the game, um, where we a very hard-fought battle. So we'll do that in depth as we always do. But first of all, introductions. Col how are you, mate?
1: Good, mate. Thank you. Yeah, really good. Still on a bit of a buzz from last night, to be honest.
3: Good, good. Glad to hear it. And 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 Tom, you've been enjoying yourself since the victory.
2: I have, yes. <laughs> and I, I, I'm good, thank you, mate. Just uh, all positive vibes at the moment. Really happy with uh, yesterday's result, as um, I'm sure we'll dig into shortly. Oh, think we've lost him. There we go.
3: The, well, and, and let's without further ado. Oh okay. Well, okay. <laughs> For, forgive, forgive the poor signal. Um, so yeah, let's get involved. Um, yeah, so, sort of. I guess high expectations going into the game um, based on what we have done in the previous three games. Um, and again, I think in the last pub we were saying we, we really didn't know what to expect from team selection. So on that note, uh, Carl, w- when you saw the team, what do you think? <laughs>
1: I'm, I'm enjoying Bowie's bingo, to be fair. Probably more than Crankers, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> um, I think it was similar to the uh, Swansea game. Just couldn't figure out quite what he was doing you know with McGree there which is fully deserved on the, the plaudits obviously from the under 23s game and he's obviously been working really hard in training um, but just couldn't quite figure out what he was going to do with him um, other than that I think that's probably really the only major surprise I think it was obvious that Scott was going to come back into the team um, because I think a fully fit Scott Hogan is probably one of the first names on the team sheet to be honest at the moment um, Yeah. But yeah, I, I was okay. Again, I kind of I had this conversation with my uh, my old man before the game because I was giving him a call sort of when the teams come out and stuff. And it was like, to be honest with you, I don't really care who picks. I've got confidence in everyone. As long as San Jose and Clayton aren't yeah. anywhere near it, I'm fine. And and I kind of echo that. Really, I still felt really positive. <laughs> to, to be fair,
3: mate. To be fair, I think he could make them a player at the moment.
1: Yeah. 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 Precisely. Um, it's. That, that's exactly where it is, isn't it? That's where the mood is, the camp. Like, it looks like he could bring on anybody and they'll all do a job for him. Um, But, yeah, no, it was, you know, you didn't quite know what to expect. But other than that, yeah, fairly happy with it. I thought it was fairly standard and I thought this team is definitely going to give them a game. And and certainly I think that's, yeah. for the most part, what we got.
3: Yeah. And, and Tom, obviously there were a few changes Um did you expect those? I know we talked a little bit about Cosgrove, maybe for and a couple of injuries, but but you know, were, you, were you happy with the selection?
2: I was happy with the selection, yeah. I think I expected us actually to go back to four at the back, but um, I don't blame him for not changing the system based on the fact that it worked against Swansea. And he said before, don't change what works. And I think we all feel the same way. Um, but I don't think this is going to be a permanent formation for us. I think we will rotate depending on who we play. Um and I think he got it right again yesterday. Um I thought the the lineup was great. I think you guys uh, you guys all know how happy I was to see McGree back in the team because I yeah. do rate him quite highly. I believe yeah. my words my word was saucy in the group <laughs> chat <laughs> when I saw McGree was in the squad. So I uh, said that word with, <laughs> along with a picture of McGree. So, um yeah, no, I was proper happy about that, and I, to to see him at left wing back as well was crazy. Um, I mean, we'll get into the performance shortly, but I was very, very impressed. Um, but no, it was obviously it was obvious Hogan was going to be back in there. I think Bowie is a big fan of Scott Hogan, and um, hopefully we'll we'll see more of uh, Scott and getting back to his best uh, soon enough. But these things take time, you know. It's still um, still quite fresh. Um, obviously, they've had the international break, but it, everything's still quite fresh in the mind and Bowie has not quite had the time yet to completely settle in. But overall, I was happy with the selection. I thought it was solid and that proved to be when yeah. we actually played as well. A um, bit disappointed not to see Harper back in again, but I understand it because he has played a lot of games recently. Um, however, I, I didn't really have any anything bad to say about the lineup. I was happy with it. I've never been a fan of five at the back. I never will be. But Bowyer has made me feel confident in seeing Blues play in that style. And you know what? I was thinking about this today. Dong Ren has wanted Blues to play five at the back for so goddamn long that maybe, just maybe Dong Ren can just bite the bullet and accept that he was wrong to bring in Karanga and that a man like Bowyer has come in and made five at the back work like that. Because he's done it properly uh, in yeah, the I right mean, way.
3: Yeah, I, I think if if Dong wants five at the back, there's that's a really good fucking reason not to do it. So hopefully we'll go back. <laughs> um, agree. Obviously, we've been saying it for a long time. He, he hasn't had a bad game. He hasn't had a bad game for the club. What I love about him. He just does the simple things really well. He very 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 rarely loses possession. Looks really comfortable on the ball. He's one of these players that. He seems to have more time than a lot of others. He's never rushed. Um, and we do, you know, you, you always need players like that. I'm with you, Tom. I'm, I'm disappointed that Harper's not in the side. Um It will be interesting to see what happens with sunnich over the next six games. Um Can't doubt his work rate, but, but, but there's going to come a point where... I think we're probably going to be looking to create a little bit more than maybe, maybe we did uh, against Brentford, but, you know, let's be honest again, you know, they're a a top side, very good side, free scoring side. So yeah, probably, I was surprised with McGree, massively surprised, but very, you know, very happy with it. I'm happy. I think you've got to give him time. He's a player that, you just got to say that it's your shirt. As long as you perform it, it's always going to be yours. So I was glad he was in. And then, other than that, I suppose there wasn't really any surprises. Hogan was going to come in, you know, especially off scoring that pen in the previous game under such uh, pressure. So we would have been feeling great about coming in. Um, but other than that, it was, um, yeah, at no point was I sort of concerned about the lineup or concerned about playing Brentford, to be honest, which, again, as you say, Carl, I mean, Christ. What a difference! Well, it's not even what a month really. If you look at the our very lowest ebb to now, it's night and day. It really is. And yep. you know, Christ Almighty, if we hadn't got those seven points, you know, it's another side that's on thirty-five points in the bottom. So, yeah, yeah, and in and in really bad shape. So, no, I was happy happy with the lineup, and then obviously we, we went into we went into the the first half. And Tom, how do you think we started? Do you think that they sort of adapted the players that came in? Do you think we sort of got off on the right foot?
2: Yeah, I thought we were fantastic in that first half. I think the first half was certainly better than the second, but I that doesn't mean I thought we had a bad second either. I'll come on to that, but I definitely thought we had a good second half. Uh, but overall, first half, I was very, very impressed. I think first five minutes were so, bit on and off, um but we got into the game and then for 20 minutes straight really we were all over them like they couldn't really get out their own half um all the chances were coming blues's way um you know gardner's had a massive chance i honestly thought he'd scored it at the time um i was gutted that it didn't find the back of the net um he was just unlucky. Scott Hogan was fantastic in the first half. Really, really, really impressed by him. Um, I don't think Brentford knew how to deal with him in that first half. However, they they did more so in the second. Um, but in that first half, Scott Hogan was brilliant, probably uh, going on to my man of the match at that point because um, yeah. he was really putting himself about, getting in good position, playing good passes. Uh, McGree, left wing back. The skill on the ball he has and just gliding past players with ease. It was fantastic. And do you know what? I was was really, really happy to see in that first half some of the quick passes from Blues, um, the quick passing and control. Overall, we looked so much more comfortable on the ball. And I was just overall really, really impressed with how we were putting the ball about a bit and we didn't look shaky like we were very very comfortable we looked like a natural ball playing team and it was it was really refreshing like I know he's mentioned so many times in interviews like he wish we passed the ball better but he didn't mention it in the last interview and I think that's because that Brentford game was probably the best passing game we've seen from Blues for a long time Mm -hmm. and um we really looked to dominate possession when we had it. So uh, overall, I was really happy with the first half, bar probably the little scare with Sergi Canos. Um, but Etheridge made himself big, and Canos missed the sitter. So I'm happy at the end of the day. Really, no complaints there from me. Yeah.
3: And, and Carl, any any surprises for you in the first half about the, the way we played it, or was it more of the same from from the previous fixture?
1: I think it's more of the same from, from the previous. I think Brentford were probably a bit more wise to it. They've obviously had a bit more time to watch the way that Bowie wants his wants Blues to play with the ball and closing down the spaces and stuff. Yeah. Um, but I think, yeah, we're still saying, you know, we're still denying them that space. The, I think my only concern was we looked a little bit vulnerable on the counter, but then Brentford are just a quality team. You know, they were just so quick with that ball going from back yeah. to front. Um, uh but yeah, other than that, was, I think the biggest revelation was Riley McGree at left wing back. I think he was phenomenal. Yeah. And considering, I think Bowie came out and said after the game, he's never played there before. Mm. You can see there was a little bit of shakiness there early on, but you know, it's a brand new position for the kid. Of course, he's going to yeah. be a bit shaky. But after that, as soon as he kind of got used to what he was meant to be doing and communicating a bit better with Pedersen out there, I think he was much better and a lot more solid. Yeah, and for me, cool. that's the biggest bonus because going into these last six games, it appears we've got players who are actually quite versatile. They can't just play attacking mid or centre mid. You've players that are willing to do that job at left wing back. Yeah. Um, I think and I agree with Tom. I think Scott Hogan was just fantastic. He was everywhere. And that little ball, I definitely thought he'd miss hit his shot at first. Against, <laughs> but that was such a clever little ball. Scott Hogan of ten weeks ago wouldn't have played that. Yeah. Even not even that long ago. And they just they just look a different. I know we've said it now every time since 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 the fucking Reading result, but they just look a different <laughs> team. You, you, you know, and it, I think yeah. watching that game, I wouldn't necessarily say you think we were on Brentford's level necessarily, but you wouldn't think we are where we are. No, 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 not at all. And that, that's one of the biggest things, and I think it's, it's just phenomenal. And the way the players have responded to Bowyer just is just just fantastic, and um, just shows the real confidence is instilled in them. To be honest,
3: you said on the on the pod on the on the pre season in am uh, Tony um, credit where it's due. I thought they marshaled him really well. I mean, he's a lump. He's a. He reminds me a little bit of um Boney Played for uh, Swansea, went to Man City. A bit oh, big, yeah. strong lad, like proper. Just very difficult to get off the ball. He's quick. I think he's learnt a lot from you know his time at sort of Peterborough and obviously before that at Newcastle. But you, you can tell he's got it. There's no. Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind about that. So I was really impressed how we handled him. I would agree with you, Carl, that. I think sometimes in the channels we were a little bit shaky. Um, we got a little bit narrow um, because obviously with the, we were playing more the the two sort of wide guys of the three. And that pocket of space in behind the likes of Halilovic and, uh, and McGree, I think it took a little bit of time. Um, but having said that, if you have the cover, as long as you close down the space quick enough then and you're it won't ever cause you any trouble. I think it was probably a little bit of a, a hangover from Karanka thinking, shit, they've got loads of space. They're bearing down on the on the defence and, and it's going to cause issues. So I do think there's, you know, watching this blue side now, it's very difficult to detach yourself from what we've been served up for so many weeks and weeks and weeks. And now it just feels like there's a completely different dynamic. And I think it is going to take time because you know it's easy to say oh typical blues well i don't know what this typical blue side is because for me this typical blue side is fucking 100 percent they don't tend to make too many mistakes and having the confidence of accepting that as the norm is going to take a little bit of time for me if i'm being honest um i think that yeah hogan was a lot for cosgrove to come in um i think he needs a rest i i, I don't see the point of spending that money when we've you know, he's our biggest signing by way. I I, th- I think he I think he needs to go. I really do. Um and other than that, obviously, you know, you can't doubt Sunich's work rate and um and the same with Gardner. I thought they were a menace and a pest, stop stop Brent from from doing what they want to do. And and I'm with you. I think McGree, what a left Peggy has got. Because when you're playing left wing back, you need to be able to clear your lines. And it's like a sledgehammer. You know, he can seriously, you know, he's got lovely deft touches in and around in close, you know, close areas. Nice one and two touch passing. But when he's in this shit, he can let it go. Uh, And that's a massive, massive plus. Um, And, you know, even in that first half, if Bowie was even contemplating Bella as a wing back, there's no way on God's earth that Bella has the, the defensive capabilities that McGree displayed. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I think he's given him a massive headache. I really do. Um, which is great. You know, um, I, I, you know, as a, as a wing back, you know, Pedersen's tried it and he's just not good enough. He's not good enough on the ball. And now I think we found somebody that if he is going to possess wing backs, fine. I think he's got a good one there on the left-hand side and, um, but again, you know, just going back to, yes, they had chances. Were they massively better than us? No, I thought we shaded it. Uh, Gardner's, was it was, I don't know, I think it was quite difficult. It was quite a tight angle, really. Um, but I think he'll be disappointed he didn't score. And um, yeah, Djokovic missed, a, for him, what I think was a fairly decent chance of free header after about half an hour. That he, he, he just tried to get too much power on it and he didn't need to. Uh, but all in all, first half, um, yeah I I, I, think, I thought it was very 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 similar to the to the previous game where we let them have a go. They couldn't break us down really apart from one chance. I thought Ethridge was was excellent at what he does, which is the best shot stoppers in the in the league if not but yeah I, I thought no, no complaints all in the first half and I was I was relatively confident going into the second. So Cold, do you think anything did change in that second half or was it more of the same?
1: Well, we, we, I mean, Bo's come out himself and said he's, he changed his shape. He went to back four um, and pushed McGree on a little bit. Yeah. Um, I think for me, I think Brentford just turned it on. For, from you know, they really, really turned it up, uh, and it was at times it was just it was almost spellbinding to watch. And it's hard to see how they're not closer to the teams above them. Yeah. Um I mean, okay, guess it's because they keep throwing points away, but like it was, they were just, just phenomenal, you know, and they were the Brentford team that have blown teams away this season, you know, and just think, I think we were, I think I was still confident in them because, you know, they put up against, you know, even against Watford at times, even though we were three down, the defence was solid. But I think there were a couple of times where there was a bit, maybe slightly overawed at how good the play was and how quick Brentford broke. Um, But I think, what a quality keeper. I think you've just alluded to it, John. What a quality keeper we've got in Etheridge. Um, yep. you know, some of the stops he's made in the second half are fantastic. And, and the lads were just back to putting their bodies on the line. Typical blues. Like, put, I think that's going to epitomise what blues are. Bodies on the line, fight, grit. You know, we've come here to to get some out of this game. Be it the three points or, or one, we're getting that. Uh, and I think that was just, just absolutely solid. Um, yeah. And then obviously someone really needs to uh, give Lecco a bit of shooting practice because I genuinely thought that was going to be it. When he went through, I was like, this is written for him to bury this. Not
2: to be. <laughs> um Yeah. But yeah.
1: I just think, again, it was just positive. Okay, Cosgrove didn't get the minutes again that we, we maybe wanted him to. But again, 85th, 86th minute, on comes a striker. A uh, nil-nil yeah. away to Brentford of a third in the league. And that, again, it's that whole mentality shift, isn't it? The players know yeah. that we're not going to, yeah, okay. There may be times where we do shut up and play to protect the points and things like that. But we were bringing on another striker at that time. He's still going for it, in my view. Um, yeah. So, yeah, and I think all the other substitutions are probably agreed with as well. Obviously, it's a shame that we've lost Terrell to a hamstring injury by the look of it. Yeah. Um, which, given Terrell's record, that's probably him for the season, I would think, which is a shame because it looked yeah. like he was starting to play his way back in. Um, yeah. But, yeah i think rather than that i think they need to maybe re- regain a bit more try not to be so overawed so easily but you know it, they were able to change the shape comfortably and adapt to it
3: yeah no yeah, totally agree um i do i do think you just briefly on that point around um yeah, not not sort of being being overawed, and you know. But but having said that, you know, Christ Brentford at home, they're they they've always been there or thereabouts. You know, they were unlucky last season. They've recruited well. I mean, the bench is ridiculous. The guys that came on were just probably look better than the, the players that that sort of came off. Um, but yeah, I do I do think that there is an element of perspective but it is difficult as, as any fan when you've got that momentum and such positive vibes it's hard to keep that in check
1: hi blue fans marlon king here you're listening to the blues focus podcast keep right on
3: so tom what were the highlights for you in the second half
2: um <clears throat> i think carl touched on it all really well um just quickly on to um i was really gutted to see him come off injured to be honest because I have a feeling that could be the end of his second stint at Blues. Um, I, if Out of all the players that are out of contract this summer, right now I feel like he's probably the one that's in the most risk of not getting offered a new deal. Um, however, having said that, Lee Bowyer has said in an interview um, that he really likes the look at Terrell, um, from training. And he said that he's one of those players that I've looked at in training and thought, John, I actually really like you and your style of play. So he has that in his flight, in his favor, even, um, it's just, I don't know. It's just whether, um, Lee Boyer kind of keeps that faith in, uh, John Terrell really. Um, but these injuries, you know, they, they have to kind of be, uh, be stopped and if they can't be then I I don't think it's a risk worth taking. Um but no overall I was I was reasonably happy with the second half. Like I said earlier. I don't think it was as good as our first half, but that was genuinely just because Brentford turned it up. Like they um they came out thinking, right, okay, we really need to put our foot on the gas here. Um we we've not been good enough and they, they showed that. They showed that they were Aside coming out to prove a point, but they couldn't break us down. We were fantastic, and Etheridge made some brilliant saves. Um, f- from some Ivan Tony efforts, um, really impressed with that. And the Umbuemo header as well, good save, probably the best save out of the bunch. Um, so no, overall, very happy with his yeah. performance going forward. We still look like we carried a threat draw you know out of all the games i've seen us play this season or ever when mark roberts has been at this football club i thought his throw-ins were the most effective they've ever been in a match we certainly looked like we might actually score from one for a change and i tell you what cosgrove literally just jumps like a second sooner then um, he, he gets ahead on that one uh, in the last five minutes and he might score his first Blues goal. I had a feeling that was going to happen, but unfortunately it didn't. But we still posed a threat. I feel like we still posed a threat at all, all times. And I thought after the match, Thomas Frank's comments were, as usual, like they were at the start of the season, very salty and pathetic. Um just, I didn't understand it. I just don't understand how he can sit there as a manager and analyse a game like that and come out with comments like that. Because I don't think we looked we looked to come out to draw that game. I think we looked to come out to get something from the game, whether that be a draw or a win. Because we had phases in that game better than they did um, to actually go and win that game. And I thought we were the better side, in all honesty. Like, I just... I don't know how he could openly say that, but that's just Thomas Frank really, isn't it? He's one of them salty managers that just doesn't like drawing or losing. He's, he's very Mm -hmm. up his own arse. Um, but here we are overall very, over very happy with the second half. And, um, I thought we adjusted well to the change of shape and it was positive because he, you know, even the change of shape was an attacking change of shape. We look to go and win the game. And yet again, bringing on strikers or attacking players late on because we want to win the game. So I don't understand Thomas Frank's comments personally. And I thought the subs weren't bad, but Liko, oh my God, he, he just has to do better there. I feel like he was really caught in two minds. Um, of whether to kind of put the ball across to Cosgrove or just go for it. Personally, there's one point where when the ball's about to hit his foot, he's got so much space. If he leathers that, he might actually put it top bin or just get it in the goal or get it on target. Personally, I think he should have shot rather than to look to pass across goal because it just, I feel like the Brentford players were always going to get in front of Cosgrove, unfortunately. So um, I just wish Lico had just, Put a, had a bit more confidence and put some venom behind it, really. I think that's all that was missing. Um, but overall, no, very very happy with the performance. And I think the lads did us all proud overall in the entire game. And uh, a point away at Brentford and a clean sheet. It's fantastic, really. I, I'm not going to argue with it. I was very happy.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean, as far as the manager is concerned, he's a he's a he's a physio, isn't he? Wasn't he a physio in a previous life? He's not. He's he, you know, t- take absolutely no fucking exactly, exactly. I mean, somebody said looks like the owner of a vegan coffee shop, and I go with that. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think as far as uh, Leko, and I, you know, I, I I'm not going to get negative because fucking hell, as you say, Brentford away, exceptional. Yeah, to a man, again, Galilovic got really frustrated because I think we were quite pragmatic and he's always looking to be positive. And there was a part in the second half where he got the ball at feet. He was going one way, going the other way, going one way, going the other way and just looking for a forward pass and there was just nothing. And I think he got quite frustrated with that. I don't don't think he quite understood what the... I do think the game plan was to maybe protect what we've got maybe a little bit more than go forward. Um, Sunic said to my, my eldest he's run 15 k- kilometers that game i mean fuck me he's, he's durisel bunny. he never ever stops i mean again i'm not going to i'm not going to sh- be a shit house and say i think he's maradona but he, he you know on the ball
2: i thought the criticism of him after the game from some fans was a bit unfair I I, I, to great.
3: be honest tom i haven't seen that i haven't seen that I, I i will give him his due he was a big part of us getting a point no yeah. doubt no doubt. Would he be a big part of us going and getting three? I doubt it. I, I doubt. I don't think he has the capacity. I think Harper has. And I think that's something we have to look at. With Leco, it's not the miss for me. It's the amount of fucking times he was offside, having just come off the bench. And you're like, mate, just use your head. You can't be knackered. Just you know, look at the line. You've got a chance to make a name for yourself, the manager obviously really rates you. Just basics, and and oh, that for me is so physical. frustrating. Well, yeah, I mean, he, uh, uh, his demeanor off, his demeanor when he's just walking around the pitch as a centre half, I'm loving that. I'm absolutely loving it because it, it it's sort of yeah, you know, walk stroll in the park, and and when he comes alive, he's a handful. I just think there's a couple of things he needs to work. On. Um, and like I said, it's not it's, for me. It's just not acceptable. But so that that's a bit of a gripe. Uh, I was disappointed with, with him, not just for the goal, but I just thought when he came on, he could have been better. He always um, does
2: something brilliant, but then does something to balls it up.
3: Yeah, I, I, I if, again, you know, I, I think there are people ahead of him. I just, I just do, you know, you. It's one game on one game. On. From where we're at, we, we you know, we, we need the, the side, and, and we both, we've all said it, is consistency. We sort of know what to expect now, and we need to keep that. There's no room for, uh, you know, carrying a player that might feel one day that he can do it, and then another day can't really be asked, or he's just not focused to do it. Can't be asked, he's probably a bit harsh. Um, Terrell's a disappointment. Um, I, I, there's a, there's a hell of a. Uh, in there, but I just think he's season, he's, and I'm with you, Tom. I don't know if we'll see him again, which is a shame because I was quite excited when we signed him again, yeah. Um, and and, and then I think, I, as I mentioned, Cosgrove, I think he has to start. We've just got to see, I, we don't lose anything for me by starting him. Um, and and I would, as far as the Robert's long throws are concerned, I'd agree that they're. They're in. They are a weapon. Why wasn't somebody blocking Pinnock? How many fucking headers did he win? I mean, it was just relentless, absolutely relentless. And you can't, it. I mean, that guy's better with his head than he is with his feet. That is for sure, because he's awful coming out the back with the ball, Pinnock. But fuck me, can he? I mean, he wins everything. And you've got to be cute. You've got to block him. You've got to hold him, because all they were doing, wherever it was coming, he was free. And he was like a magnet to that ball, and you've got you know we have to nullify that. Um, so, but all in all, you know, before the game, would I have t- I said oh, I wanted a clean sheet? We've got that again. Etheridge for me, head and shoulders man of the match. Uh, I thought the defence were excellent. I thought McGree was was really really solid, and the, and then the midfield put a shift in. So, although the combination of things, I think, really does set set us, set us up for the six games that we've all been waiting for. And as Bo, you said, everybody was saying, me included, that under Karanka, the last set of games, we were saying more than likely no points.
0: Yeah.
3: And we got seven. So, and we need it because, you know, the results that are going in are just mental, absolutely mental in and around us. I mean, you know, anything from the, you know, the the, the sort of, Chef Wednesday putting in a shift in that, they, and they, they look dead and buried. Obviously, Wickham beating, you know, what are deemed to be our biggest rivals at the moment, and then Huddersfield getting nailed seven, and it's just like, <laughs> what, what, what is going on? So, I'm glad Stoke lost, and, and I think that's a, a good lead into to obviously the the, the next the next game. Um, they're playing for nothing. Um, I think a few players will be playing for contracts, but that's probably about it. So, Carl, just thoughts on – we've talked about Lee's very cute at, um, I think, like-for-like for like formation and, and try matching teams up. Do you think he will stick with that? Or do you think that he's maybe seen the last four games where saying he didn't do it with Brentford, but let's be honest, he was probably a little bit more pragmatic than, than anything else. So what, yeah. what do you think?
1: I think he will go – for me – Stoke are a physical team, and I think you'll go to match that physicality. Um, Formation wise, what I don't know, but he certainly will go for the physical element. I think I wouldn't be surprised to see Cosgrove go up top. Um, whether or not he goes, I think Cosgrove and Duke is a bit of a risk. but I can certainly see Cosgrove starting purely because I think he's just got he's got that like leaping heading ability. He's got a bit more mobility possibly than Duke as well. I think he's going to go physical. He's going to want to hit them. You know, I think when we played them, it feels like fucking forever ago. And I've done it when we, we, we drew with them. Um, <laughs> it was, you know, we we tried to be clever. We tried to protect what we had. And ultimately it failed. So, yeah, I think he'll go to be physical. I think he'll go to be positive again. You know, he's, he's proved that we can be positive and it not cost us games. You Know he's done that in, in three of the four, and even Watford again, there's the asterisk of that wasn't a three-nil game. So I think he'll go to, to match physicality yeah. more than anything else. Um, I don't think he uh, formation, yeah. I with Bayer, I just don't know now. I thought he'd gonna be a solid four to four-two, or maybe the 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 four three, one-two, maybe, or the but now it's just like who knows? He's he might put Duke at fucking centre back, you never know, to be honest, just for the fucking height. Um <laughs> Which, please don't, that is not my pick. I just want to clarify, not a dream pick, so that ain't going to happen. Um, but yeah, I think I think physicality is going to be the main thing. I mean, Stoker is mid-table as you fucking get, I think. You know, I think they've won, drawn, and lost about around the same amount of games. You know, they're not, like you say, they're not really doing anything. They're not going anywhere. So, yeah, I think phys- the physical battle is going to be the, the one that decides it, I think. Um, and I'd like to see, uh, see Cosgrove up top and, and being given an opportunity from the start.
3: Is that the Cole, um trademark uh, dream pick?
1: Dream pick, what, Cosgrove up top or Duke at the back?
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, Cosgrove.
1: No, yeah, Cosgrove <laughs> would be, he would definitely be my dream pick because of the way that Stoke are at the back. I think definitely, I'd definitely chuck him in there. He's got to learn any as well somehow and what What better time to chuck him in?
3: Yeah, exactly. And and, and Tom, just talking about that that sort of Stoke game, Again, do you think he will match up as Carl says? Do you think he'll maybe say, "Well, we we proved the point. Now we play some good sides. Stoker there for the taking, and maybe go a little bit more on the front foot." How do you think he'll go?
2: I think he'll bring back the uh, the genius that is four four fucking two. Um, I think he'll bring that back, and uh, we'll we'll probably see Halilovic and Bella. Uh, be good to see Bella back in the squad again. Um, If not McGree, I'd be happy with that, uh, considering how good he was in the last game. But I do think we'll look to take the game to Stoke because um, we can definitely get something from this. Um, wouldn't surprise me, actually, you know, if we saw Cosgrove starting. I mean, it would be quite kind of, I don't know, a storytelling, if you will, or something like that. You know, Cosgrove almost moved to Stoke in the summer. um, Okay. through. It uh, wouldn't surprise me if we started him or at least gave him a few more minutes off the bench than we usually do and he scores against Stoke. So who knows? Uh, I'd certainly like to see him start the game because I don't think we've seen anywhere near enough of Sam Cosgrove yet. And it's, it's, it's frustrating because you always want to see a new sign-in and how they play. So hopefully we can see more of that. Um, and I think this is an ideal game to do it. Um Physicality is definitely something we need in this game And I tell you what If we can nullify Nick Powell We will dominate Stoke End of story Nick Powell is at the heart of Stoke City Football Club Right now uh, Based on the fact that ever since they lost Tyrese Campbell They couldn't win for shit They've only just started winning a few games Since um, you know they've lost Tyrese Campbell for the rest of the season. They've only just finally found a formula to pick up a few more points, and that has been through Nick Powell. You stop Nick Powell, you stop Stoke. Um, So I do think it can be as simple as that, and this might be actually an ideal job for someone like Ivan Sundic in the middle of the park. Just just kill the bloke. Just just take away Powell's no. legs. He doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> nothing else needs to be said. Just. Break some legs, two foot him if needs be, and that's it. Game set match. And I do think Blues, if we uh we do kill off Nick Powell, uh, we can really really win the game. Um, and I think that would be ideal, really. Um, but it will be more of the same, similar line.
3: Don't fucking tell me your dream.
2: <laughs> My dream pick is Sunjic <laughs> and him to bring the nastiest studs he's got. Um, so. <laughs> You know, who knows? But I know I'm with Carl on the Cosgrove one. I'd certainly like to see that, but it wouldn't surprise me if he was on the bench again and we saw uh, Dukie starting. But I'm not against that because Dukie would be a good pick for this game as well. Um, But I tell you what, I would love to see Scott Hogan score against Stoke Um, just for obviously the rough spell he had there. And I know Stoke fans aren't massive on Scott Hogan because of his ishy spell there so i feel like it'd be comical really of him to score um but yeah no i do think we'll go back to the four four two 2 and really really look to get in their face and win that game i think we'll look to win it 3-0 um i think we'll really really go in there and Blimey. i believe that if we win this game we um, can...
3: how many did you say it has
2: i said <laughs> three goals <Yeah. laughs> Three goals to zero, and <laughs> I don't think he's
3: doing up until this point. You nail it together pretty well.
2: <laughs> yeah, no, <laughs> I think Danny Bath is shit on his day. So you know, you uh, you slap him up. I feel like you can really win the game. <laughs> and you get players like Juki or Cosgrove on there, they can do that. So um, I do think we can really rough them up and look to win that game, and I, I do feel like it's got one of them three nil vibes to it. Um, proper positive day, and if we can get that result, I think we are virtually safe. We're like right, we're on the cusp, c- the sort of cusp of safety, um, if we can win this game. So no, I'm definitely all positive vibes going into this one, and I think it'll be a solid attacking setup.
3: Yeah, uh, I mean I'd be dis- disappointed if. Uh if McGree doesn't play regardless of the system, because I think he's been overlooked when he's played well under the the madness of Karanka, And I'd like to think that Bowie is just going to, he's given his chance. He could have given him the hook at any point in the second half, if he felt he wasn't delivering for him. Um, and I, I felt, you know, McGree really lasted out that game well, considering he hadn't really played that much. So, It's not necessarily a dream pick. I think it's an obvious one. I I just, I think it goes against everything that Bowie's about by not playing him. Um, I agree with Cosgrove. We need to see it. Um, So I'm not going to say again, I think it's an obvious pick and it's already been obviously Carl's dream pick. So obviously I'm not, I'm not going to counter that because that's fucking tried and tested. Now, now that Terrell's off, you know, he's, he's injured and there's a space on the bench, oh, well, I'd like to see Simmons get a go on the bench. Um, I, I think it's it's these sort of games where you've got a you know load of meatheads, 20 to go. If you can get a kid on who's got a bit of pace about him, um, I, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see him have a go. Um, again, I've said it before. Nobody can tell me that he ain't ready. He's been at Man City for a long, long time. We paid money for him. Lots of clubs were in for him. I think he probably is. Do I think he could have done what Leko did against Brentford for the time that he came on? Yeah, definitely I can. I think he, he, you you know, I, got, well, yeah, but This is the point. So, and it's a bit like Cosgrove, isn't it? It's like you're not losing anything by putting him on instead of Djokovic. The only argument you would have is Djukovic is very handy to have when we're defending throw-ins and corners. Yeah. Because he's a patty, yeah, But if you're picking a centre-forward based on what he can do at dead balls when we're defending, it's it's a pretty fucking poor effort, to be honest. So, so yeah, I, I, yeah, it's going to be physical. I, I, I think on that basis, um, Sunic and Gardner playing in the middle. Um, I don't think Harper will get in, be he's not shy. But, you know? I'd like to see him in there. Defense picks itself at the moment, and again, I'm only ever going to compliment them when they play well. And I thought they were excellent, all of them, Dean included. I thought they were excellent uh, against Brentford. Really, really good. It's, it's different now, isn't it? I think that you look all the sides that we've we've played against. Maybe with the the exception of of the first game under Bowyer, this is a sort of a non-event of a team that we're playing. Which brings it out its own pressure around. Okay, well, you've got a great record against the top six. Have a go at Stoke. You've got football to play for. But I go back to when we played Borough and beat them. And I know it was under cranker, but I think the principle is 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 valid. We need to earn the right first twenty, and I think if we do that, will we will I think soundly beat them. Um, if we take away what they're good at which is not a lot but they're very physical and dominate them. They're already on the beach they're done uh, and, and they won't want to play us you know in in the, in the way that we're playing at the moment. Um, Fletcher's a pain in the ass um I, I think he he will put himself about a bit he'll ruffle a few feathers so we'll just we'll just see how he, how he goes but yeah I, I, I'm, I'm positive going into it. Um, for lots and lots of reasons, uh, and I think it will be a bit of boya bingo. I, I, I do. I fuck knows what he's who he's going to pick, where they're going to play. Um, but I, I think I think he's going to give us a, and the team are going to give us a performance that we're happy with. So, as we wrap it up, predictions, um, Carl. Let, let's hear what you think. Um, is it going to be a dream pick hat trick, or, or are you going to maybe pair back a bit?
1: I don't think it would quite be a dream pick, trick. He'll definitely get one. I think I think we'll score a couple, but I, I can't <laughs> see us running far. I'll go 2-0 Blues, Cosgrove to get one. And I don't know, let's just pick someone random. He ain't scored. Let's go for Rakeem Harper. Let's have him banging one in as well, just for a laugh.
3: Fabulous, fabulous. Tom, you're obviously you're sticking with your 3-0.
2: I am, yes. 3-0. Um, we'll go Brace. Brace for Hogan. One for Cosgrove. Um, Roberts to absolutely kill Stephen Fletcher. Uh, Gardner to, to Keg Powell. Um, and we're all good. We're across the line. Life's good. And it's an easy 3-0. I'm sure we'll look back on this and if there's any Stoke fans watching, feel free to clip this up and take the piss when you turn us over 5-0. Uh, <laughs> it is what it is. I don't care. <laughs> I actually, I, I, do, I do feel like we might win uh, 3-0. I'm, I'm confident for a change, but maybe it's the um, it's the hope that will kill me. Who knows? But at least bow your bingo. I think as it rhymes, it's positive. There we are.
3: Indeed. I, I fancy us. I do. I fancy us. Um, I think it'll be 3 1. Um, I, 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 I think we'll, we'll be that much more committed against, you know, and nullify their threat. I, 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 I think we're going to come out of the trap, all guns blazing. We're not going to be faced with brilliant, you know, passion, but not like the, you know, when you play against Brentford, when one sl- slip of concentration, you're fucked. Um, so. No, I, I think 3-1. I'd um, love to see Cosgrove score. I'd love to see him start. I'd love to see Hogan score. Because, again, if he can keep his confidence up, it, he, could get, he could get plenty against Rotherham. And that, that's still the key game for me. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be disappointed with a points. I think we keep the meter running, keep the points going. And then when he does get to Rotherham Derby, we spank, we're spanking both and then we, we're clear. So, um, but fortunately the manager doesn't think like that so he will be going for the jugular and rightly so and, and let's hope we can get that that sort of victory that i think it's the first time for ever that we've all predicted a fucking victory so that could be a loss um <laughs> <laughs> what do we know but anyway um guys again th- thank you for your contributions carl as ever a king of the dream pick hopefully he get he gets a start uh, and many thanks, my friend.
1: Yeah, no worries. Thanks for having me on again.
3: And, and Tom, a, a fantastic abuse of, of the Stoke team. I think that's that's been your crowning glory. Um, Thank you very much. And I, I, let's hope we... Well, no, you're welcome. And yet again, in different ways, with this, this side's got so many different attributes. I just can't believe I'm saying it. But it does go to show. We've been saying we've got a great squad and I think they're proving it now. So let's hope as we go into the Stoke game, they will prove it once more. But between now and then,